Welcome to Denim Wrapped Nightmares, Tipsy Exchange Podcast, where we explore the Supernatural series episode by episode. Over drinks, we'll discuss the lore, the gore, and what we adore about the Winchesters and their adventures. I'm Burley, and I'm a new fan of the series. I'm LA, and I'm here along for the ride. Now let's get tipsy. Hello, LA. Hey, Burley. I am drinking a tall, cool, refreshing Misha Collins. Mm. What are you drinking today? I am drinking a Simply Spiked Lemonade Watermelon, and then I will be moving on to a strawberry as we speak. We're really into the lemonade stuff lately, I've I noticed. I guess so, yeah. What are, we, what are we doing? Well, I've never had these before. but I know, but I want one. They're pretty tasty. Yeah. Now, as of today, we are caught up. With Supernatural Then and Now. And several of our listeners, listeners, Mm -hmm. several of our listeners also listen to that show. So you're probably happy that we finally caught up with them. Their show is paused right now because of the strike. But to commemorate our catching up with them, I thought it would be fun to do a little activity. Rich and Rob use a beard rating system for each episode. I think they used Santa Claus for the Christmas episode, so they <laughs> have themes on occasion. I have thought of a few beards I'd like to nominate for future consideration because I haven't heard them yet. Oh, okay. If the episode is like action packed, there's a lot of action in it, a lot of stunts, they could rate it with a Mr. T. Oh. If there's strong character development in the episode, they could rate it with the Charles Darwin. <laughs> My whole goal is to make you laugh with these, so I hope I achieve it. Uh, If there's another episode where Dean talks about his mom being hot, they could rate it with the Freud. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) If there's outdated 2000s, like early 2000s humor, early 2000s references or whatever, they could rate it the Sugar Ray, where it's like just the chin hair underneath. You know what I mean? Like just just on the very end of the chin Uh or like the strip. Ugh. Ugh. Like Ben Edlund, circa 2006, where he just had like the little. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Richard Spade Jr. in North Beach, where it was just on the end of his chin. What is that? It's a movie. Oh. If like you just don't like an episode and you don't want to have to explain why, you can rate it the dude goatee because, you know, that's just like your opinion, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, I got a good laugh. <laughs> That was cute. (laughs) Okay, so moving on with today's episode, we're first going to revisit our last episode. Last episode, Ruby told Sam and Dean that a powerful demon named Alistair is searching for a girl named Anna who can hear Angel's conversations. The three of them work together to find Anna, and once they do, Alistair attacks them. Ruby escapes with the girl while Sam and Dean go and tend to their wounds. Then they all meet up. And while they're there, the angels, Castiel and Uriel show up and say that they need Anna because they're going to kill her. Dun, dun, dun. Boom, boom, boom. The episode today starts right where we left off. Oh, my God. Immediately. (laughs) Right away. It's the name of it is Heaven and Hell. 10th episode of season four. It's the mid-season finale. 
and it aired on November 20th, 2008. And it starts right at this conversation from the last episode. With Cassiel, Uriel, Sam, Dean, and Ruby. Yes. And they're saying that, of course, they said Anna has to die. And Dean Dean tells them that they're um, a couple of heartless sons of bitches. Mm -hmm. Without, like, missing a beat, Cass is like, and? He's like, yeah, Yeah, we are. And? Yeah. Which is like, whoa, okay. Oh, my. (laughs) And then Uriel, Mr. Mr. The King of Sass. Oh my goodness! I mean, and the insults and he the throws. slurs and the insults. Oh. And like, I, like I said, I feel like he makes up slurs, and I don't know what they are, but I know what he means. Yeah, they're not good. He means business. Yeah, I like Muriel. <laughs> so he tells Dean that, uh, you know, don't worry, I'll kill her real gentle. Yeah, kill her gentle. And and Zane. Sam is like, what are, you, what are you doing? She's just an innocent girl. And they mention that Anna is far from innocent, Mm-mm. which is shocking because she seems like so sweet. I know. She's been such a little sweetie pie this whole time. And then Uriel mentions that she's even worse than the abomination of Ru- who is Ruby that Sam is hooking up with. Yeah. That abomination like, you're man. sleeping with. Wow. And Ruby doesn't even like, she just kind of looks away like, not going to touch that one. <laughs> Well, things get happen fast. Uriel charges at them. He or no, Ruby, I think charges at them, right? He just threw Ruby. He no, just throws Uriel, her yeah. into like a door no, wall. Yeah, Uriel charges them and throws her through yeah. like a window or something. And I can't remember the context, but Dean at some point tells Uriel that he should try J date. Oh, because they weren't giving her up, so he's like, maybe try J date. Yeah, Uriel yeah. was kicking Dean's ass, and Castiel goes walking up to Sam, and Sam is just like, please. Please don't do it. Just pleading. And Cass just like took his magical, those magical two fingers. (laughs) Imagine what else those magical two fingers could do. And he just touched him to Sam's forehead and he just went night, night, just passed out, just like Bobby in the barn. Yeah. In the midst of all this fight, all of a sudden Cass like lights up, like flashes light, lights up. And then it's like he's like pulled through the ceiling Mm -hmm. and goes away. And then we look and same thing happens to Uriel. And we're like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, no, my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> Bring them back. Well, they rush into the room where Anna was at, and she has, like, slit her wrist. Yeah. And drawn some sort of spell on the mirror with her blood. Mm-hmm. And she, so that's what happened. That's how she got them to go away. And they asked her how she did it, and she said she doesn't know. She just, she just did it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny that you and I looked at each other and we were both like, Anna just got real interesting. (laughs) And then the very next scene, I can't remember if it was Sam or Dean, but one of them said almost the exact same thing right after we did. (laughs) Anna just got real interesting. So they decide they need to hide Anna. And Bobby is apparently out of town in the Caribbean. What did they say? They were saying... Sam was like, is he working a case? And Dean was like, either that or he's at hedonism. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wearing a banana hammock and his trucker hat. Yeah. They take Anna to Bobby's safe room, like panic, fancy, demon protected, everything protected room. Yes. And I finally got my wish. Ruby finally did witchy shit. She That's pulled right. out hex bags that yeah, she, she had made. Yeah, she throws, she she will not, she can't step into the oh, yeah. room because, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but she's right outside the door and throws her, like, three hex bags, Dean, and basically says that, that those will 
Hide you from angels. Yes, everything. Mm-hmm. Angels, demons, yep. anything. Which tracks because whenever they were in the It's Great Pumpkin, Sam Winchester, Castiel and Uriel were talking about the powerful witches who did whatever to cloak themselves from mm. angels. So, which means that Ruby was a badass witch because they were saying that that meant it was a badass witch. Right. So I hope we get oh to see God. more witchy stuff from Ruby. So from our last episode, when I was talking about all the ways that angels speak to us, yeah, I feel like they're speaking to you because you keep like saying things that are then and then they happen <gasps> in the show. That's what you the have song supernatural was about. angels. <laughs> and it's really important for me to know what's happening in this fictional I'm world. I'm telling you. <laughs> anyway. Or I'm just subconsciously remembering stuff from whenever I had it on the TV. I mean, that's probably more like It was like a year ago at this point, and I wasn't really paying attention. But still, I mean, surely I picked up some stuff here and there. Yeah. Well, anyway, they I think it's Dean. I can't remember if it's Dean or Sam. Asks Anna if she is hearing anything in the midst of the angel chatter. And she says no, that it's dead silence. Mm -hmm. Which I feel like would track since she's in this room. That's so protected from everything. Cloaked yeah. and all that other stuff. Yeah. And they know she's listening to them now, so they don't want to give her a heads up as to what they're planning. Right. So, yeah. She kind of looks at all of them and she asks if they're scared. And of course they, no, no, yeah. of course not. But they're terrified. Dean had sent Sam off to go find out more about Anna. And he comes back and says that he found out her father was a church deacon, mother was a housewife. And at two and a half years old, apparently she just like, started flipping out anytime her dad would come near her. And she was convinced that he was not her real father. And she kept saying that her real father was very mad. Very mad. Very mad at her. So after this, Dan, Dane? Wait, there's something. What, I, a, a something happened that like is contributing to me liking Ruby. So I want to mm, bring mm-hmm, it up. Mm-hmm. Before Dean went upstairs and was talking to Sam, he told Ruby, watch her. Talking about Anna down in the panic room. And Ruby just kind of was like, okay. And Dean went upstairs. And then while Sam and Dean were talking about this, they were like, you know, we wonder what happened. Why was she thinking that? And suddenly Anna is like, why don't you just fucking ask me yourselves? Rather than sitting up here talking about me behind my back. And Dean looks at Ruby because she's standing right there. He goes, I thought I told you to watch her. And Ruby's like, I'm watching her. (laughs) So what do you want me to do? Yeah. You didn't tell me to keep her in there. You fucking told me to watch her. Fuck off. (laughs) It was was funny. I thought that was was hilarious. Yeah. Anna tells them that she doesn't know why she's bad, why she's considered this way. And so next up we see that Dean is leading somebody down the stairs to where they are. And it's our good friend, Pamela. Yay. I was excited to see her. I was too. It was so unexpected. Yeah. But she obviously is blind now, so she's wearing glasses, sun, 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 sunglasses, <laughs> sunscreen. She did lift up her glasses at one point and had solid white eyes, and yeah. she was like, "It's Oof. good for business." Uh, she slaps Dean or Sam's ass. Mm-hmm. She's like, "I'd recognize that ass anywhere." Grumpy and all that, and she proceeds to hypnotize Anna. As she's under, they question her about her abilities and the, that blood spell that she did. She still says she doesn't know. Pamela tries to get her to go back to her youth to see who her real father is. And Anna's not having it. She's like starts freaking out, like raising up her chest and all that stuff. 
I think at one point she's like lifts up and even like like knocks Dean back, right? Because he kind of comes toward her. Yeah, because Pamela tried to be like Dean, don't, and yeah. he like got his ass thrown over, and the lights were exploding. In hindsight, we should have known yeah. what she was before she announced it. I didn't put two and two together until after she announced it, but with the lights exploding and the telekinetic stuff and just being overall dramatic with everything, we should have known. Yeah. <laughs> So well, since she's getting crazy, Pamela like brings her back and she sa- she thanks Pamela because now she remembers and it turns out she's an angel. She's a drama queen shit starter. But she's not like the others, she says. She apparently disobeyed and fell from grace to become human, but she says she ripped out her grace. Right. They explained that grace is like an energy mm-hmm. that I guess is what makes you angelic because if you rip that out, you can become human. Mm-hmm. And she's, she mentions like her mom didn't have kids and she always called her her little miracle. I guess in the back, she always kind of knew in the back of her mind, but it, she lived her life as a human and grew up and all that. People who supposedly had past lives mm-hmm. having those glimpses every once in a while about something. Yeah. I kind of saw it like that. True. Sam in his research is discovering these meteors that fell around the time she was, I guess she fell. No, he said, so when you fell, like you literally fell. And she was like, yeah. And he was like, is it something that maybe the human eye would have seen? And she said, maybe. And so then he researched meteors that fell around the time she would have been quote unquote conceived. And he found one that died, that, that like was spotted and disappeared in the sky, like nine months to the day before she was born. Okay. So it it wasn't a comet. It was Anna. Oh, yeah. Falling from heaven. Ruby and Sam are talking, and she starts mentioning that he needs to tone up his abilities. They've gotten flabby because because she's so scared of Alistair, and I guess whatever it is, she needs Sam to step it up because they need to take Alistair out. She was really pushing, like, you've got to exercise him right now. Get him out, and you know what you have to do to tone up. I was trying to think back to mystery spot because that seemed to be such a what's the word where it means it was like prophecy prophetic. Is that a word or Mm -hmm. am I making that up episode? And I remember in that episode that he was willing to like just go kill somebody for a blood sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And so it makes me wonder, like, is that is that what she was talking about? Because it was obviously supposed to be vague and a mystery whenever she was like, you know what you have to do. Like, yeah. Is he doing blood sacrifices for this strength to be able to exercise demons? Like it's obviously not something good. Yeah. No, no. So, or is it like he has some other ability too? Maybe. Cause she says abilities. Yeah. So I don't know. We haven't really used seen him use his like telekinesis or whatever to move stuff. Oh, I forgot about that. In a while. We've only seen him exercise demons. So what else can he do still? Yeah. We'll see. I feel like I say we I say that in every episode. To be seen. Yeah. <laughs> we'll change it up. <laughs> TBD. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> then we see um Anna is outside kind of by herself and Dean's walking up and he explains that uh, Pamela opted out. She Once yeah. she knew Anna was an angel, she's like, I'm good. Yeah. Take me home. Understandable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Poor yeah. Pamela. 
She's like, guys, don't call me anymore. Because yeah. every time, every single time, it ends up an angel. But uh, he he proceeds to ask Anna what the angels want with him. And she doesn't know. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't know. And he asks her why she would want to be human. I can't remember exactly, but she's like, all the feelings, all the hurt, like everything. She was like, I would do it again. Like, I guess it's more worth it, in her opinion, to be human than an angel. And she says she'd do anything to not go back and explains that there are only four angels that have even seen God's face. And she is not one of them. I remember you and I looked at each other and you went archangels. Yeah. And I was like, yes, it's got to be. It's got to be. And she tells him that she was stationed on Earth for 2000 years, just watching and waiting on orders and never hearing anything. So she's just like there. So I can't. I mean, I guess 2000 years is a long time. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess in a way, you can't blame her. I did think it was cute whenever Dean heard her complaining about her dad and he was like, I can relate. That's right, yeah. Because that was all of season one, right? That he's just out here doing stuff, hoping he's doing the right thing, trying to get in touch with his father. No word, nothing. Mm-hmm. The, the little two peas in a pod. Yeah. Well, and just, just kind of tying it back to season one where things began, even though it was like a split second, I liked that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sam discovers that in Union, Kentucky, in Union, Kentucky, that there is this uh, miracle tree that happened around the time that she was born or whatever, fell, whatever, vice versa. It's also where that comet that we were talking about earlier, where that vanished. And when it hit, this huge tree grew. And she mentions that her grace falling could have done something like that. So they all pile up in baby. And take a road trip to Kentucky. And on the way, I thought it was funny that the boys are up front. The girls are both in the back seat. And Dean mentions, like, an angel and a demon sitting in the back seat. It's like a setup for a bad joke. Yeah. (laughs) Which is totally right. (laughs) They find the tree. And Anna goes up to it. She touches it. Um, I thought at first she was going to be like, yep, this is it. Well, she said this was it before she touched it. But then once she touched it, she was like, just kidding. Yeah, she's like, I can't feel it. Yeah, it's gone. Somebody took it. Mm-hmm. So the, after that, all of a sudden, Anna can hear the angels again. and she, But she says it's weird. It's like a recording on a loop. And all it's saying is Dean Winchester gives us Anna by midnight. Or they're going to throw him back in hell. Mm-hmm. Sam's like, Anna, like, are there any weapons that you know that can kill angels? Like, what, what do we do? What do we... Give me something. And Anna's like, I mean, no, not any we could get right now. Right. Anytime soon. And Dean is like, we need Bobby. Let's get Bobby back. (laughs) (laughs) You get him back from hedonism. And Sam's like, what is Bobby going to do? But I, I like, I felt like that's, that was like totally Dean. Like he just, he wants his dad there. Mm -hmm. He needs his daddy. (laughs) Just like reassurance. He needs that extra backup for dad. (laughs) I thought that was really sweet because Dean did look terrified whenever Anna said, give us the girl or we're going to throw Dean back in hell. He did. I didn't see it at first. You, you had to rewind it. But yeah. yeah, he looked terrified. I mean, it was only for a moment, but they definitely made sure you saw that he does not want to go back to hell. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody was. Right? Even the demons don't want to. Right? Even Ruby is like, no, man, please. Anna... Turns like she thanks Dean. You know, they didn't have to do all of this for her. They didn't have to protect her. And she thanks him. And she tells him that, you know, what she did, you know, falling from grace, taking her grace up. That's like their their murder in the first, like mm-hmm. murder number one. Lucifer disobeyed. She disobeyed. So maybe she needs to face up to the consequences. 
she tells him that she did hear something about a week ago and he's not going to like it. And she proceeds to tell him that the angels were talking about him and what he did in hell. And I guess they explained it in detail, I guess, because she tells him, like, it's not your fault. And we don't know what it is at this point, but he obviously is bothered by the fact that they were talking about it. Mm-hmm. She So she kisses Dean and she mentions like, hey, it may be our last night on Earth. Let's rewind. Whenever oh. Dean was asking previously, before they went and looked for her grace and all that other stuff, and he was asking why she fell, one of the reasons she listed when he was like, why would you want to be a human was sex. Oh, yeah, that was in, in this conversation, yeah. Oh, was it this conversation? Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, my bad. My no, bad. you could be right. I don't know. Anyway, in one of their conversations, yes, she mentioned <laughs> that. I can't remember what else. She, oh, she was like cake. Chocolate cake. Chocolate cake. Sex, oh, yeah. yeah. So, spoiler alert, Dean and Anna get in the car and have sex in the backseat. And she, like, puts her hand on his scar where Cassie touched him. I know. Why did that feel like, like, that felt wrong? I know. I was like, don't touch that. I know. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to touch that. And just the way she perfectly lined her hand up mm-hmm. on the handprint, it just. I mean, I probably would do it, too. <laughs> <laughs> but it just felt so naughty. It did. It Even did. though they're, like, half naked, like, the naughty part was her putting her hand Right. Up. I don't know we why. We were like, <gasps> Like, sex is fine, but oh my gosh, she we touched were, the hand. I know. We were like clutching our pearls over that. And I'm like, why? Oh I God. don't understand why we had that reaction. I don't either. But we did. We both did yeah. at the same time, too. So that was odd. <laughs> Dean's back. Mm. Nice. That was a good back. That was a real good back. I, I do. And agree. that little movie did. Yeah. A little, a little snaky thing. Yeah. <laughs> I do agree with you. Whenever it was over. L.A. looked at me and said, Ruby's and Sam's was better. It was. I guess I get that they're not going to have an angel having sex being like real rough and all sexy. It's going to be a little more sweet, I guess. It was pretty hot, though. I mean, we got the hand grabbing her thigh. That's true. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was it was hot. It was sexy. It was sexy yeah. in a different way. Yeah. Like Sam's and Ruby's was more aggressive, like tension has been building up between us and we have to release it. And this one was, it was more tender. Yeah. But there was still some really nice squeezes. (laughs) (laughs) There were some good squeezes of the flesh going on. Yeah. I liked it. I thought both, they were both good for different reasons. Yeah. I enjoyed them both. Well, and I'm glad they both got laid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Glad about that. The hand on the steamy oh, yeah. window, it was a little cheesy. <laughs> it was. It, I, it was a little cheesy. I could have done without that, to yeah. be honest. After the hand on the window, I, Titanic style, <laughs> we go back to the house and Ruby is there. Everyone's asleep. And she sneaks out of the house and goes out in the street. She has one of the hex bags, lights it on fire, and Alistair shows up. She says she'll give up the angel to him as long as the three of them walk away, her, Sam, and Dean. She thought it was nice. She included Dean. She was emphasizing that, too. Yeah. Like, me and both. both. Yeah. Like, she didn't leave him out. So yeah. I thought that was cool, too. I, I think that I, I missed some of the other insults that were thrown at, at Ruby in this uh, episode. But she's fucking taking a real brunt mm-hmm. of these men saying shit to her. Bitch, horse, blood, yeah. stain, abomination. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. And he calls her a devious, cowardly little slut. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Why? Unnecessary. 
it didn't bother me as much in this episode because we finally got some more is the is derogatory the term like they were calling each other prick and doing all this other stuff between the men in this episode yeah, yeah. so at least it was a little more even yeah he gives her a counter offer he doesn't say what it is we find out later right what his counter offer was his counter offer was throwing her up on his right little crucifix just torturing it out of torturing her it out of yeah her. but we'll get back to that yeah. uh because uriel shows up with dean at dean's in some room of this house or wherever they are by himself after having sex with anna and you're you're bleh? Uriel shows Dean that he has Anna's grace. It's like a little vial that he has on on his neck, like a necklace. And tells Dean that Castiel likes him and that Dean is Castiel's weakness. And that's why he's there. Oh, and I liked that he was like, Uriel tells Dean that he cut himself a cut of, a little cut of angel food cake, yeah, didn't he? I like Uriel so much. <laughs> the other thing I thought was interesting is that this was all in a dream. Like Dean. Was oh, that's like, true. I forgot about that. Yeah. Dean was like, I'm dreaming, aren't I? And Uriel was like, this is the only way I could talk to you because you guys are using the hex bags to hide yourself from us. Mm-hmm. And I like shook you and was like, just like in your lore yeah. in the last episode. They talk to us in our dreams. They do. Uh, but yeah, they're throwing insults back at each other. And I like that Dean was like, what, what you've got like some smooth down there or something like a Ken doll. Junkless. Jun- <laughs> he kept calling them junkless. And Uriel tells him that they have bigger plans for Anna than they have for Dean and that Dean is replaceable. He can be replaced. And Dean tries to call his bluff a little bit. You know, go ahead. Just do it. Take me back to hell. Go ahead. Do it. But of course he doesn't. Mm -mm. And that's where we flash to see that Alistair is cutting up Ruby trying to get Anna's location. Good on you, Ruby. Yeah. For not caving. Because she's not the one that gives her up. Well, she does. She says, I won't tell you where she is because you'll just kill me. Mm -hmm. But I'll show you. So she takes Alistair to the location. But it turns out that was part of their plan all along. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Who says they'll kill Anna or Sam? Uriel said that to Dean in the dream. We just didn't see that happen so that it was a surprise to find out that Dean gave them up. Okay. But in the dream, the way the dream cut off, Uriel saying, oh, I, I know how you'll break. Like, I know what your pressure points are. You just have to know the right place to put pressure. And then it kind of cut away where it was like mysterious as to how did that conversation end? And then we find out he gave Dean a choice. Either you give us Anna or we're going to kill your brother. Mm-hmm. They're all in their this area together. Again, I don't know where they're at or what this place is, but they're all in this big area together, and it's Uriel and Castiel, Sam, Dean, and Anna. And that's where we find out that Dean, Kate, it's, he's the one that gave up Anna. And she tells him, you did your be- the best you could, and she forgives him. Castiel like, tries to apologize to Anna, and she does not accept his apology. Mm-hmm. And then Alistair shows up right where I think they're about to like try and do something to Anna. And he's like, don't touch a hair on her head. It's him and t- like two of his buddy demons and Ruby. And Uriel calls him uh, a pussing sore. Yeah. Which is disgusting. And Alistair called him a something something prick. I don't remember what the words yeah. were before it. But I remember when he called him a prick. I was like, finally. Right. They're using a little bit more venom in how they talk to the men. So Uriel and Alistair are kind of going back and forth. And Uriel's like, give her to me. I'll make sure she's good and punished. 
they just break out and fight a fight. Like everybody starts fighting. Well, the angels and demons start fighting each other. And Castiel tries to put his hand on Alistair's head to like, I guess, kill him. Uriel was putting his hand on like the little sidekicks that were there. He was putting his hand on their foreheads and then light was shooting out of their eyes and mouths. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like them smiting them, if I'm remembering from like later seasons. Oh. Um, and so Castiel tried to do that. And this was interesting. Nothing happened. And Alistair was like, oh, why don't you go complain to daddy or something like that? And mm-hmm. then Castiel started looking scared whenever he said that. So what's that about? I do not know. Another question to be answered. But then Dean came and saved Castiel. Right. Anna ran over and grabbed the, the vial from Uriel's neck and throws it on the ground. It's like this big light and goes into her mouth. She's sucking in her grace again. And she's like yelling and tells everybody to shut their eyes. And she bursts into this big light. She like starts flashing, bursts into light. I don't think she took Alistair out, but he, he kind of disappeared with her. Yeah, I was like, what happened? Did she just explode? Yeah. I still don't understand what happened, but I'm guessing she's still alive because they said something about, like, are you going to go find Anna to Uriel and Castiel after all of this? Yeah, so I they, guess she's they, still alive. They leave to go get her, they say. Or yeah. Like I did get a little confused because it was after the fight. The demons are gone. The angels take off to go find Anna. And Ruby, Sam, and Dean are talking you know, Dean's like, great plan to have them just fight it out amongst themselves. And Sam was like, yeah, when you're dealing with Godzilla and Mothra, the best thing you can do is just, like, get out of the way. So apparently everyone was in on the plan. So the plan was to give Anna up to the angels all along. So why was Dean feeling so guilty and so bad if that was just the plan? I didn't follow something there. I mean, I guess even if it was the plan, he could still feel bad about it and not want to do it. And I did think it was interesting whenever they were giving Anna up, you could tell that Castiel wasn't liking the situation, that he wasn't happy with what was happening, which reminded me of how he was talking to Dean about how he has doubts. Yeah. So it ends with Dean finally explaining to Sam what went on in hell. And he says it wasn't four months. It was more like four years. They sliced and carved him and tore at him in ways uh, until there was nothing left and then he'd be whole again and they'd just start over and at the end of every day or whatever Alistair would come and offer that if he would partake in the torture he would take him off the rack and he wouldn't have to experience it anymore and after 30 years he finally decided to take him up on the offer I think Sam tries to comfort him a little bit he just says that you know living with the things inside of him he wished he couldn't feel anything and that's pretty much how it ends Really good crying in that scene. Mm -hmm. I liked the performances of not only Jensen, but also Jared Padalecki in that scene. Yeah. It was really, really emotional scene after all this action and all this story stuff. This episode was jam packed with stuff, man. It was a lot written by Eric Kripke and Trevor Sands. And it was directed by Jay Miller Tobin. The only gore in it that I can think of is the blood spell that Anna did. Near the beginning of the episode, I can't think of anything else that I would say was gory. Oh, well, I guess Ruby getting tortured was a little gory. We didn't see a whole lot, though. Yeah. Mostly just sounds. Was there anything you adored about this episode? I'm glad Dean finally kind of told Sam about his experience. Oh, yeah, I did like the uh, the girl that played Anna. Or maybe it was just Anna's character. I don't know, but I, I liked her. 
I like any episode with the angels. I like Uriel and Castiel. Yeah. Two episodes in a row with sex scenes. Yeah. Woohoo! I would have liked to see some more squeezes going on instead yeah, a little more of that, action. some more action, like yeah. an ass grab or something. I mean, mm. we, that thigh grab was real nice, though. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the scandalous shoulder. Oh my mm-hmm. God, I'm still clutching my pearls over it. <laughs> There's just a lot in this episode. It's a very plot heavy episode, a lot to keep track with. It's interesting now because I'm kind of curious like, is Anna going to be an ally? Are they going to go and capture her? Are we going to see her again at all? Uh, You know, what's going to happen with Anna? And Alistair, like you said, I don't think he's dead necessarily. He just got like blasted away or did he get smited and sent back to hell? I don't know. And we know when they get sent to hell, that's not the end all be all because last season or last episode, Ruby was talking about how she got sent to hell at the end of season three that Lilith banished her to hell and she came back. So clearly, even if he did get sent to hell, he's going to be able to come back. So I wonder if we're going to see Anna and Alistair again. Yeah. I hope we see Uriel again. We know we're going to see Castiel again. I'll go ahead and go into lore. According to dailyeffectiveprayer.org, fallen angels are spiritual beings that were once part of heaven and have fallen from grace and are now separated from God. Some believe it was because they sought autonomy from God's authority, while others suggest it might be because they desired power over humans on earth. Other theories point towards an attempt by fallen angels to impede God's ultimate plan for humanity whatever that may have been, which ultimately resulted in their banishment. The fallen ones appear as one of the earliest mythologies in history and can be found in various ancient cultures, including Hebrew, Christian, Islamic, and Zoroastrian traditions. Though their origins remain mysterious, angels that fell were thought to be powerful spiritual entities with the ability to influence mortals on earth. As such, they have come to symbolize the idea that even those who were once favored by God can be tempted by sin and wickedness and fall from grace. In the scriptures, they are often portrayed as sinister forces that seek to corrupt mankind. In Christianity, specifically, Fallen angels are believed to be responsible for leading people away from God's path through temptation and deception. However, some interpretations suggest angels that fell may also represent a positive force meant to challenge humans and encourage us to make moral decisions, which will bring us closer to God in the end. And you know what? Sometimes they just want to get laid. Mm -hmm. Apparently. I guess so. I mean, come on. Despite their ambiguous nature in scripture, fallen angels have been an interesting subject for theologians for centuries. Many believe they provide a valuable lesson about morality and free will. And that's all I got. Nice. To close it out, we've got a little conversation between Sam and Dean. And Sam says she was convinced that he wasn't her real daddy. Dean says, who was? The plumber? Hmm? A little snaking the pipes? 
And Sam says, dude, you're confusing reality with porn again. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Denim Wrapped Nightmares. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram, leave a review, and let us know how we can get involved in the fandom. This was fun. Jerk. It always is, bitch. <laughs>